Hey, what's up, Sober family? This is just a quick jump in. We are about to put ourselves backstage again and debut our new video. Um, so hold on one second. We got something new for y'all. We're going to discuss the old and the new here in one second. So stay tuned. Hey Siri, find me a dope podcast for black insurance professionals. Connecting you to Sobel Live. Okay, I got it. Wow. I'm impressed. I, I'm impressed. So, hey, Soba, this is our first time seeing that video as well. You know, saying I wanted to reveal that live with you all to get kind of a reaction. I like reaction videos. And, you well, know, wait, I, I thought I was the only one just seeing it. I thought you saw it already. No, I didn't see it. They asked me for um, the recording about two weeks ago. And I, they said, you know, we want to do something a little different. So I, I, I shot them over the recording. And um, no, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. The only thing I knew was that. And um, I got to say, I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. I think they did a great job. And the, um, <laughs> the brother who we replaced. You just put my man out of work. I'm, no, we, haven't, we have employed him for the last six <laughs> months faithfully, and now that brother, trust no me, to share. He, he is on several startup videos somewhere. But all I can say is I am happy. I really like that. I like the music. I like the images. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, they they did a really good job with that one. Um, let me open up here so I can see who's in because we might have to do that again once the audience grows but for those of you obviously that aren't catching it live or will be on the replay on the wall but um i'm going to possibly once the numbers come up because i could see people jump jumping in uh we might play that again so anyway hey everybody welcome to sober live i'm t priester president of core financial and co-founder of sober i'm shay norman co-founder of sober and founder of the bridge financial accountability coaching company I feel like we haven't been here in like two months or something. At least yeah. a month, right? Yeah. It's been it's been it's been two weeks. It's been okay. two weeks, I think. But you know, it, it's crazy. You know, you and I talk about this behind the scenes. Podcasting for me is new. Like I've always been on the other side of the mic being interviewed. So when we started toying with the idea of doing soap, I'm like I'm sober live. It was like, I don't know if, if I want to do that. Like, I'm good at giving interviews, but excuse me, I'm good at being interviewed, but giving interviews and coming up with content and questions. That's never been my thing. So one, thank you for pushing me to, you know, expand 
and do something different because without that, I would not be sitting here today. But it's also interesting that when you do a live show, sometimes people can't make it, right? We've had in the last two months had to pull back from probably three shows because of last minute cancellations or things coming up. And that's real. And I understand, you know, I'm never upset with anybody. You know, we, we always try to get guests that we know that are successful and actively engaged in running their businesses. So if they can't show up, it's, it's never anything personal. You know, we're usually here, so, you know, we, we can figure it out. But yeah. it's just been very different. You know, um, our guest for tonight, who will be here next week, uh, is a good friend of mine, Daryl Perry. He goes by the goat, the guy with the bow tie. He's dominating uh, LinkedIn as a black business professional. And, you know, we kind of think as LinkedIn as that platform that a lot of us don't go on because it's quote unquote too professional, mm-hmm. um, which anyway. He has gone over there and built a, a tremendous brand without watering down who he is. Right. You know, we had a conversation last night with some members, you know, kind of along the lines of that topic. So he's going to join us next week. But the reason he couldn't get on tonight is because he's recovering from COVID. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for the last week and a half, unfortunately, him and his family have just been kind of passing it back and forth since his kids went back to school. And, um, you know, he's recovering. He was actually going to jump on tonight anyway. But, you know, Shay and I were like, no, you know, we appreciate the support and your willingness to do it. But, you know, rest up, be with the family. We'll be here next week. So he's going to jump on next week. But it's definitely been it's definitely been interesting to your point of us not being here for a couple of weeks of preparing for a show, not knowing if your guest is going to show up or not. And and just to say, you know, shout out to him and his family. I don't know if he he watches Sober Live, but definitely shout out to you all because everybody has such varying um, symptoms and suffer different things from COVID. And of course, I haven't talked to him. So if you are watching or you watch this, just know that um, you've been in our prayer. So absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I see there's some more people on the live right now. Sorry to hear that. Hope brother gets well soon. What's up, Montoya? Hey, Montoya. I know I owe you a brought a call. Sorry, bro. You ain't going to get a Montoya. <laughs> you, you be better off. Whatever you need to talk to her about, you might just go ahead and drop it in the message right now because it's the only time she's going to get to talk to Shaq. Listen, it, it, it's, it's, it's no love lost. Um, even though I'm smiling right now, I'm telling you, family been going through some stuff, y'all. So, uh, you know, don't don't charge it to the heart, Montoya. It's all good. Hey, do me a favor. For those of you, he said, I already know. For those of you who are uh, on, do me a favor, just just drop your name in the comments. Again, we can't see you unless you give gave StreamYard uh, permission. But we we promo the, um, excuse me, not promo. We dropped the new Sober Live intro. And I don't know who saw it or who didn't. So just do me a favor, just drop in the comments who you are and if you saw the video or not. Because um, we're going to drop it again here in a few minutes we're giving people some time to jump on the live. So we did a quick reaction because I hadn't seen it. Shay hadn't seen it. We dropped it live in front of y'all. And uh, I'll probably do it again in here in a few minutes, depending on how many of you saw it. And tell us what you think. Now, we know I, we probably didn't need to ask for that, right? Because people are going to tell you what they think regardless. But I am interested to know um, what you think when you do see it. Okay, Montoya said he didn't see it. Who else is in the room? Who else is in the room? Go ahead and go ahead and drop a comment so we know who saw it. Uh, so far, I can only see Montoya. 
And my toy is showing up as Facebook user, but I know his his tagline, just my three cent. He's famous, so, so we know who he is. And and we need to give him a um I can't get him on tonight, but Montoya dropped a dope new show that he's doing on Wednesday nights. I I, I watched it, um, his debut last week. So, um, hey, Montoya, if you don't mind, put the info for your new show um, on the wall so that the members that want to can jump over there and check that out. Dope show. Brother's always good at leading conversation. This one's a little unique because he's bringing some of his followers in to have the conversation with him. So uh, dope format. Uh, let me see. Waiting for the replay. Okay, that's Erica. That's Erica. Yep. Um, this person, let me see. I feel you need to talk to you after. That might still be Montoya, you think? Okay. No, nah, Montoya got his tagline. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, we, we got, we got, nobody's seen it yet. So, what I'm going to do, um, you guys have seen the, the, the old one for the last six months. Um, with Shay ragging on the poor guy that was, you know, just trying to keep his his job. Um, he's going, all right, Wednesday. Hey, let me put this up real quick. Um, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, hashtag just my three cents. Um, that's Montoya's show. So I will also put, um, I think, a link, if he has one, on the page tomorrow. So... All right, so it looks like nobody saw the video. Y'all were late. We jump on the clock. Shout out to Armida. We see you on here too. Okay, you can see Armida. Well, she put her name in the. Oh, okay. In the chat. Okay. All right. So hey, let's back out real quick. We're gonna do the new video again, and come back and get you all's responses. Hey Siri, find me a dope podcast for black insurance professionals. Connecting you to Sobel Live. My fault, yeah. I forgot to move the comments. I'm I'm all over the place over here pressing buttons behind the scene like the Grand Wizard. So forgive me, you got the gist of it. But um tell me y'all what would you think? I again Shay and I just saw it live uh when we lost it eight. They they asked me for the recording, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um and you know, they didn't tell me what they were doing. They shot me over the video yesterday. Oh somebody said hot, hot, hot. I appreciate it. I don't know what Erica, Erica, you know, Erica's from um, New Orleans. She put C, CPT in there. What is that? I think she's talking about color people time when I was talking oh. about being late. Oh. I got okay. you, Erica. This is, yeah, we, we are black, so, but we're black <laughs> professionals, so we can't use that as an excuse. But um, no, we got some fires in there, so appreciate it. Like I said, I hadn't seen it. Um, you know, I trust the guys that, that do all the promo work for us. 
Um, you guys are going to have access to that pretty soon as sober members. So we'll be talking about how that's going to work for you. Uh, we use a company called Black Ivory Digital Marketing. They do all the stuff for sober and uh, are going to be extending some of their offerings to to you all as members. But hey, I appreciate all the all the likes. Um, let me put one up. Bull right, absolutely hot. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. So, yeah, that that's the new look. We're gonna do the actual logo reveal here in about fifteen minutes. Yeah. Right. So, we we got a lot of stuff going on uh, with Soba. A lot of things coming down the pike. We had a very good meeting uh, with some of our members uh, last night. You know about some things that we're doing. We always try to bounce it off. You know, people that have been with us, you know, since day one have been actively involved in supporting, you know, it's kind of hard to challenging to come up with a new platform, um, you know, just from scratch. And and what we're trying to do with Soba, um, you know, some of the stuff is different, right? There's not a, a total model that we can just replicate. Some of the stuff we're trying to do, I haven't seen done successfully as of yet. So, you know, we're always engaging the members saying, what do you feel about this? What do you think about that? And we had a call last night, got some input. So appreciate that. But we were having a little discussion before y'all jumped on it about the video about us not being here for a couple of weeks and just talking about, you know, how challenging it is sometimes to run a live podcast and, you know, have members not show up. We were talking about tonight's guest, um, Daryl, who uh, was supposed to be on recovering from COVID. Um, and we, strangely enough, we were supposed to have him last week, but forgot last week was a holiday. That's why we weren't on. We scheduled him for this week and started going back and forth. And that's how I found out. So, you know, thank you guys for the support. Uh, know that it's always in our, our heart to be here every week. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes we don't have any control over that. So, Shay, two weeks gone. What's good in your life? What's good in my life? Well, for one... Did we get the Tesla yet? I'm sorry to cut you off. Did, did the car get delivered yet? We got the Tesla. Congrats. I've been rolling. I love it. Um, nice. I've been like one of the one of the gamers or somebody who's watching YouTube videos all night looking for Tesla Easter eggs. and Yeah. It's, it's so many little bells and whistles and different things on that car. And it's amazing. It's, it's really cool. I, um, I took my niece, one of my nieces school shopping this weekend. And I just, I'm looking at her looking in the car and she's like loving it. Cause she's what 13. So she's of the age where the environment is really important. She shot me down though. Y'all I was telling her when I first got it, I was like, you'll be really proud of auntie. I got a car. I don't have to, you know, use gas anymore. I'm not going to the gas station and I can't explain it the way she did. And maybe some of you can, but she was just talking about um, the environmental faults, even when it comes to um, the electric cars and we could, you know, we could get into a conversation about electricity, but that's not my area. Yeah. But anyway, it was nice hanging out. You know, you just gotta, you know, get with family sometimes. So that was good. Um, my mom has been coming over the last three weeks now in the mornings working out. I'm trying to, you know, motivate her to work out. And, and strangely enough, um, she's been helping me stay on track with those early morning workouts. It can be really hard to get up when it's dark and, and work out. So, so that's what's going on in my life. Um, I'm just, I'm excited about, of course, Medicare, um, season 
or AEP is right around the corner. So we are, when I say I'm swamped at work, sometimes I'm not getting up from my desk until like seven, eight o'clock, just depending on what's going on. But um, I've been doing this and getting ready for AEP for the last 15 years. So I don't know, it's kind of like in my bones, but I'm still like, oh my God. Yeah, we'll definitely have a conversation about what AEP is going to look like for those of you in the room that uh, focus on Medicare. This is going to be my first year getting back in with the help of Shay. Um, You know, we've been having some conversations. I've been out of Medicare for the last four or five years. Um, You know, Armida knows that I've just been referring my active clients from back when I was selling to agents and I'm connected with. So Armida has been taking care of some of my people for the last couple of years. And, um, you know, it's definitely a solid opportunity. Um, Again, I haven't done it for four or five years, and I just told you I still have clients on the books. Right. It goes back to, like we always say, you know, being more than just an agent, right? These people call me all the time with referrals or questions. Um, they, they They call me and say, hey, you know, somebody came to the house. Do I need to switch? Or somebody called. What's going on with that? Um, and and they they trust me to make sure that I keep them on the right path. So I'm definitely well, looking forward to getting back into it this year. You yes, you are about to jump back into it for sure. Um, I would definitely say that Medicare, in my mind, is the is a great complement uh, to life insurance and. Because life insurance, depending on the type of policies you write, you write a couple large policies um, or large cases, you get that large upfront. But then Medicare is that slow growth. Yeah. I want to be there. I always tell new agents that that residual income is solid. And and normally, if you're doing a good job, the only reason, the main reason we lose clients is because they eventually pass away. Um, if you're a great agent, they'll stay with you. And every year you have that residual. I was watching something and um, somebody was speaking, you know, as an entrepreneur, they were so proud, say, you know, if, if we don't, um, if we don't uh, hunt, or whatever, we don't eat, you know, yeah. if we're not working, we don't we're not working. you know, that whole thing. And, and that's cool. I get it. But I'm like, boy, if you only knew there are some ways to build residual income to where you don't really have to work that day and you get up and you see a bank account with a couple of G's in it, or, you know, just depending on your, your work ethic. So that's always something I like to throw out there for, for agents. I know the majority of the people who are in SOBA are probably life insurance. Um, and think Medicare might be too sticky. Um, so, yeah. no, I mean, I, I made a killing. I moved to to Atlanta in 06. And that was right around the time where a, a year before the prescription drug program had become mandatory. Mm-hmm. So it was open season there because everybody had to get it or they were penalized and, you know, people didn't know what that penalty looked like. So everybody ran to get that. So that made our job a lot easier. And then right behind that came the Medicare Advantage plans. Right. And we had that extended open enrollment period. And, you know, I shared with with a lot of you guys before all the regulations and, you know, scope of appointments and stuff came out. I would leave my office in Duluth, drive down to the city and sit in front of the senior homes all day just selling Medicare Advantage. Like drive on back up to Duluth with all them. By two o'clock, I was out of the city. I mean, it was it was really that good. I would leave the office. We get in the office about eight, about nine. 
I was on the road. I get to the to the city about ten. So you talking about maybe three to four hours worth of work and and killing it. You yeah. know, one one trips, you know, all around the world, got a, tr- a free trip to Hawaii based off my production, right. um, built a team. That was my my um, that's how I got my first office, because, you know, I was I was doing so good. Again, not all salespeople make good managers, but luckily for me, it worked out. But you, you said something interesting. I wanted to touch on. Oh, if, if you don't eat, I mean, if you don't kill, you don't eat. We used to use that term a lot. Um, when I was running career shops and when I went independent, I was like, I, I got the epiphany that you got, but that doesn't really, that's not how this really works. If you do it right, maybe for your first year, you know, if, if you're a new agent and it's your first year, yes, you're going to have to grind. But by yeah. year three or four, if you're, you're doing it right and writing good business, those residuals, those renewals start to kick in. And this gets a lot easier. I remember there was, um, when I came in, there was a sister that, she was really big on long-term care. Mm-hmm. And um, she had been in the industry probably about eight years. And she showed me her renewals off of what she was making every month on, on long-term care. And she didn't have to work anymore. After right. eight years in the industry, she had written so much solid business. And long-term care, for those of you who don't know, because it's not really marketed or talked about as much as it used to be, but those are some pretty hefty premiums but but aren't they aren't they also pretty expensive and the only reason i say that is because you know clearly i'm not writing life right now which i'm itching to um especially after reading some of the articles i've been reading lately but i i looked at the ways or the carriers that had long-term care benefits embedded in the life insurance and for me that seemed like a more practical way to go. Is that what you find? No, not a comparison. Okay. Um, what we have now with the living benefits and the riders, um, that's just a band-aid compared to what you could build with a, a properly yeah. structured long-term care policy. We might need to do a, um, I would love to do a Facebook live. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, sober live on that. Or mm-hmm. if it's something that we say for our webinars and things, once we um, launch then that will be awesome. But um, something I want to say, too, to individuals who may be against vaccination or may not be vaccinated just yet, that might impact um, how you move in the Medicare space. One thing to always remember about Medicare, when I say it's sticky, is that unlike life insurance, Medicare and, um, well, I should say Medicare Advantage, also Medicare Supplements and PD prescription drug plans, they're tied to CMS or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. That is what the government. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that there's a huge push, right, for vaccinations. And um, yeah, maybe something that you have to deal with. Um, but I would definitely say don't let that stop you if you're interested in Medicare. Um, don't let that stop you, but it just may be something you have to contend with. Several people are already vaccinated, so it's not a problem. Um, but but I saw an email today that said, hmm, I think folks are going to have to start getting vaccinated, possibly if they're marketing, you know, Medicare insurance. Yeah, um, that's another conversation I think we, we need to have again, um, you know, bringing Montoya Chastity, who was the nutritionist. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And, um, you know, some other people that are in that health 
space to really have this conversation again. Um, we're going to touch on misinformation here on a different topic uh, a little later in the show. But, um, you know, there, there's some some conversations that we right now have to continue to have. I was talking to Montoya like two nights ago and I said, man, you know, I'm really tired of having the COVID conversation. Like all last year was dominated by the election, right? Everybody was beefing over that. And then we had, you know, a little bit of a law. And now, I mean, I'm seeing this COVID conversation tear families apart. Really? No. Yeah. I mean, because you, you have people that are for the vaccination. You have people that are against the vaccination. You have people that are for masks. You have people that are government regulation, whatever it may be, you know, it is really drawing these divisions and lines that is causing a lot of separation. And, you know, I, I say I gave, you know, kudos to Montoya because he stays on top of it because, you know, he has a large community. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he fo- focuses on keeping us informed. So he has to stay in that space because that's the flavor of the day. That's what everybody's talking about. So, you know, I know Biden just came out with, you know, these mandates last week and who's going to have to get the shot for this or that. So now there's a whole nother wave of conversation. But even, you know, when I was talking to Daryl, you know, he was sharing conversations that he was having with his family in reference to who's getting the shot, who's not getting the shot. And I shared with you guys that, you know, I had that same conversation with my family last year when my mother retired and moved to Houston. You know, now she's around my brother's kids who are possibly going back to school. Um, You know, she's in that demographic that may be affected um, more than just your average person. She has some health conditions and stuff. So, you know, it's very interesting to see how people are navigating that conversation. So it may be something that we talk about here on Sober again. Um, you know, within the next few months, especially with these new mandates coming out. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, we, we never, um, you know, somebody brought something up in our, a conversation last night about, um, I don't remember exactly how it's put, but just making sure we're covering ourselves when it comes to how we share information. You know, this everything we share on Sober, you know, is for informational purposes. And I think we do need to go ahead and, and get a disclaimer in here um you know sooner than later but you know what what we're sharing about this we're not trying to force anybody to do anything right we we're not for we're not against we're just bringing the conversation to the table just like i tell you know my agents when it comes to working with clients my job is to give you enough information so you can make an educated decision right make it make sense yeah. make it make sense i've had conversations with people where i've laid it all out and they said, no, I, I just don't get it, don't want to do it. And I, I left the house good because I did my job. Now, you know, if, if I was there based on an, an outcome, you know, and now I'm, I'm rebuttaling and, and coming over, trying to overcome objections for an hour. No, I, I just present the information. And that's kind of how the show flows as well. We're not saying do this or do that. Um, we're just sharing the information so you can figure out what's right for you and your family. Montoya has been a great help for me in those conversations. Um, you know, I have some other people that I lean on. You know, I'm not one of those people that takes everything the news says and runs with it. You know, our history when it comes to that. But, you know, I do try to at least keep smart people around me in the, in those spaces. So here's a big part of what I think is going on. Um, I know this for sure because I had to pull myself up out of it um, a time or two. It's, sometimes things can seem so monumental 
um, and so impactful, so harmful that you kind of back away from the conversation at all. And that is the worst thing to do, Uh, period. And again, because I I, (laughs) because I have found myself there. I I know for sure I'm not the only one, Mm -hmm. but you kind of just have to come out of your shell and gravitate toward information sources that you trust. And even when you get your hands on that, you still have to use your common sense and think logically, you know, about it all. So I'm going to throw this up there. Montoya just posted. I just lost a cousin two days ago to COVID. Also in the insurance industry, people can lose out on policies uh, due to avoiding the vaccines, correct? Well, first of all, you know you know, sorry, sorry for your loss, Montoya. For sure, for sure. Um, um, go ahead, Sherry. N- not yet, Montoya. I was reading an article earlier today um, that talked about carriers imposing a vaccination in terms of underwriting, you know, and although it's out there, it's floating out there, the article, and this article is dated I want to say August at the end, at the beginning of August. Right. But things happen quickly. At that point, it said that no insurer had actually implemented that yet. Um, But when you see things out there like that, it's likely coming. Um, and, and, And it's easy. In my opinion, it would be easy for someone to say, if you're not vaccinated, you won't get covered or guess what? Because insurance companies like money or maybe your premium is now going to be sky high or you won't be able to um, get the, your beneficiaries won't be able to get the full payout or full face value after so long. I'm I'm sure something is coming down the pike. What do you think, CP? Well, I know right now, several of the major carriers are asking about COVID during underwriting. Mm-hmm. And if you have had it within the last 90 days or so, they are making you wait six months before they approve you for coverage. So what I've had to do with some clients is they went from, we had to move from a fully underwritten product to a simplified issue product. And I don't mm-hmm. want to get into you know the nuts and bolts of that, but you guys know fully underwriting is always less expensive. A simplified issue, they're just basically asking you a few questions and you know maybe run your meds or everything or anything. So you know, I've had clients that have gone from a premium that may have been $50 a month on a fully underwritten to almost 90 um, for simplified issue because they have been diagnosed with COVID. Now, they're fully, they fully recovered to the best of our knowledge. We don't know what COVID is going to do or what long-term effects it has, but they're in the clear. But the, the company's still waiting, saying we're not going to cover you. Um, with that fully underwritten, we, you can't get approved for a fully underwritten product for six months. And some carriers saying you're not going to get approved for anything. So wow. it ha- they haven't said anything about the vaccinations yet, but definitely they are monitoring and watching, you know, how this whole situation develops and have adjusted the underwriting. Um, real quick, one of the things that I touched on a couple of months ago is I, I think we're going to see the actuaries go back and look at the mortality table because COVID has, I, I can't remember exactly what the numbers was, but it, it has impacted life expectancy rates that they're assuming mm-hmm. if it plays out the way they think it is. Um, so you guys know the actuaries are all about the numbers. So I'm, I'm assuming 
sooner or later they're going to go back and adjust that mortality table which could uh cause our premiums to go up because we're expected to live a shorter period of time and you know the insurance companies are all about getting that money so they need you to live long and if you're not going to live long they're going to increase your premiums assuming you're going to die earlier right so i do i do foresee maybe within the next year or two um a senior increase because the actuaries go back and and fiddle with that um that's that's going to be interesting. I don't have um, several comments in here I want to cover, but I think that'll be really interesting because pre-COVID, weren't we in an environment where we had some of the lowest rates or the lowest rates in history? Um, I, I believe so for, for decades. So that could be a you know a huge jump, but let's see. So let's go back and look at some of these um, comments if you can. Uh, let me see where we picked off. Uh, this one is, hold on. All right. Montoya said Delta is going to charge his employees two, $200 premium if they're not vaccinated. Yeah, I heard I heard Delta and some of the other airlines are doing some interesting stuff. Right. Erica said, what's interesting is some companies are taking the carrot approach, financial incentives, or the stick approach, financial penalties, one of which has been found to be more... <sighs> I mean, I guess it. that's really based on that's the individual. Question. Yeah, um, I, I think it's based on the company um, as well. But if, if I had to generalize it, and I hope this doesn't sound too negative, but they probably have to end up going the stick approach. I mean, the carrot approach will probably work well with a smaller amount of people. But when it comes to a company's bottom line, I mean, look at the numbers now in reference to vaccination. They probably have to, you know, throw that stick out there. Well, let's make let's try to make that relevant to our community, right? So, if, if you got if you if you have a career and you're with the company that you plan on retiring with, or, or yeah, you plan on retiring with the this, I, I don't know. I mean, I think in lower income areas, and again, I don't I don't want to generalize too much, but I'm I'm going to for the sake of the conversation. I would think the financial incentive which would make more sense because we're even seeing that in some low income communities where they are giving people money to get the vaccination right now. But and then, those, too, mm-hmm. you know, if if you're if you are a lower income earner, how much then does your position impact the company? You know, is my right process about that. Like what you're saying. So McDonald's ain't doing that. It's it's. I, I I see where you're going with that. Uh, real talk, McDonald's ain't doing that, but I don't know if you all have, Tesla is not just a car company. I don't know if you all have seen these robots because um, McDonald's and several other companies can very quickly put a robot in place. Um, I know that's a, that's a conversation for a whole nother day, but when I tell you, sh- yeah. Um, one in there to get them damn ice cream machines working. No, <laughs> that's what uh, we don't need. <laughs> I, I installed my cleanse yet um, on the employees Delta. Okay. Yeah. That, that was the Delta comment. Um, but right. It's truly free will. It's sad. Again, what group is going to suffer? Um, yeah. I know the early numbers. And again, it just depends on what you want to believe. I mean, you know, they were saying we were disproportionately being affected by the virus. Um, Honestly, a lot of my conversations are based 
on people in my community. So I only know right. what our numbers look like on a personal level. Right. Yeah, the news is, you know, given its numbers, but I know from my circle, which is predominantly made up of us, um, what I've seen, you know, I have seen people hospitalized. Unfortunately, I've seen loss of life. Um, so I don't know what the bigger numbers look like, but. Well, we we could go on, this, on with this conversation forever. I'm just laughing because Erica put in the chat, maybe the shake machine won't be broken anymore if yeah. they get robots. There's <laughs> an actual investigation right now into why McDonald's machines are always broken. Okay. There's, okay. there's an actual government investigation on why the machines are always broken. It, it became, it was a joke for a while, but now people are saying this. So, so I, I saw a thing on Netflix and I don't want to get into it, but supposedly the company they buy from, um, they, they're in some crazy leases and there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes garbage, but. So so what about that new Soba um, logo? Y'all rat? <laughs> yeah, I'm rat. Yep, it's the FTC. Thank you, Erica. It's the FTC investigating McDonald's. So there's our, our um, tax money going to good use. But hey, we're gonna drop out real quick and uh, do this logo reveal sober. So hang. There is the new logo, ladies and gents. I'm all right, all right. I'm gonna play that again in a sec. I, I love I it. Too many buttons right now. I'm just like all confused over here. Montoya, yeah. I feel you from your show last week, brother. This is a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna actually put the, the logo on the page. We'll do that. But um, I don't know if I can do that right now. But that is- yeah, okay, you can put it up. You can put it up. Um, um, later, but I, I have to say this: I love how we came up with the logo. I really, really do. Yeah, let's talk about that. And and I have to say, it it made it made me love love sober just that much more. So I talk sometime about the fact that I think you know TP and I are really different, which I think makes for a great uh, partnership as long as there's respect and you know we hear each other out, and that's what we do. So thank you so much uh, for being a great partner. I think I shared that with you before. <clears throat> But we had a difference of opinion when it came to the logo. And very simply, we said, you know what? What we'll do is we'll tap some of our key members and get their feedback. And based on their feedback, we'll go with it. And it, it worked out just fine. There was no, you know, no argument, no ill feelings or anything like that. So I, I first wanted to say that I think our platform is truly built on unity and yeah. attempting to move us forward. Um, but the way we came up with the logo, so I can definitely say my partner is about that. He is about that dollar. I don't, I don't know what his world really looks like, but I would imagine he is, he is super tight um, and frugal. Spends his money the right way, maybe except for a couple flashy things I've seen. But, but anyway, um, I say that because he wanted to 
he he couldn't figure out why I wanted to spend a certain amount on the logo. Well, we're going to talk about that. And and listen, y'all, I'm going to call it out. Ethan Payne of Ethan Payne Creative, formerly I Design Graphics. This is a brother I have known over 20 years. Um, I I used to work with him. So I, I, I was in college and I took on a job basically managing him. When I say Ethan is a graphic artist, he is like an artist that needs management. And we work really, really well together for a short amount of time, probably about, ooh, about eight months, which for a college student is not a short amount of time, but thinking back on it. Um, and shout out to Southwest Atlanta. We were right off of um, Cascade Road. And basically, Ethan is so meticulous. Mm-hmm. He's so thoughtful um, when it comes to the work that he does that whenever it comes to a logo, if you all ever see me with a logo, just know Ethan Payne of Ethan Payne Creative um, is the one who designed it. As a matter of fact, I was watching The Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago, and Angela Yee shouted out a friend of hers that has a company called Magic Lemonade. And I was like, why do I know that? name and that's a logo that ethan designed he's done things for the jazz festival for the city of broward county down in he's in miami right now um so if y'all ever need a quality logo that you know you will be happy with let me know if if you're not looking him up right now and making sure you you know bookmark his page let me know because the brother is really talented and so that was my pushback sometimes tp and i have some pushback mine is more so in that area and i was like hey this is uh this is set up to be a very very impactful company i don't want to talk about it in dollars generally we talk about companies and where they're projected to go we talk about it in reference to dollars and i will do that sometimes because my mind works that way but all i'm saying is I expect that Soba will outlive all of us that are on this line right now. And for something like that, you can't show up, you know, uh, half cocked. You can't show up, you know, as though you're not doing this for longevity. And I think that's what he gave us. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Um, I I love the logo. But let me share a story with you guys real quick. Like, so the first time I went to Vegas with some friends, I wasn't really in a good space financially, right? But we had planned the trips, me and some of my friends, and we was like, all right, let's hit up Vegas. So we stayed at the Luxor, and they gave us this $99 voucher to eat at this restaurant. So I'm thinking, it's 99 I'm about to go in, get to the restaurant, sit down, get a menu, Man, you don't got no prices on it. Hmm. This is the first time I learned about a la carte, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm like, okay, well, I got $99. I'm sure I can do a little damage. Got me a porterhouse, got me a baked potato, got me spinach, couple of drinks. Check comes. Mm-hmm. $500 for my meal. Mm-hmm. My little 99 didn't put a dent in it. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at my boys and they, they're they further along in their careers than me. So they like, hey, we in Vegas, we going to do it big. And I pretty much got shamed into paying my $500 bill. Yeah. So how do we get here, ladies and gentlemen? Shay's like, hey, you know, we got to get a logo down something. All right, we can hit up Fiverr. You know, there's a couple of people I know I can find online. She's like, no, no, I got somebody. 
So I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, Shay starts going back. We're going to have this meeting. You know, he's going to be in town, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. Shay came back and hit me with that $500, y'all. I felt like I was in Vegas all over again. <laughs> it's like, what, what can I say? I can't say no because now I'm going to look like my whole life is like a lie. I'm talking about being this insurance agency, this, this successful agency owner. And I'm over here crying over 500. But I showed you the work. See, that, see that's but the thing. The first, the first one you showed me, I'm like, because mm, remember, the first one had the little the people in the no, middle. No, no, no. I mean, I showed you his page. Yes, we you went did. to his you page. Did. That's did. always the way that I shut people down. I'll yeah. say, OK, we'll just go visit his page. And Ethan, I, I tell people I know and I tell him this. He's he's arrogant in a sense, but the brother knows he is bad. And when I say he is thoughtful, we came to him with our colors. He sent that logo back with all of those colors. And for those of you who don't um, understand what those colors represent, those colors are African liberation colors. Um, Those colors are the Pan-African colors, which represent a cultural, a political stance on nationalism, you know, on being proud of an African heritage. And so I grew up with the red, black, and green. My parents were involved in the movement, very um, political. And um, so, so you know, at, as a kid, some people knew songs like, you know, Old Christmas Tree, and I was singing Praise the Red, the Black, and the Green. You know what I mean? So for me, I knew where he was coming from because the yellow added in that Caribbean fla- flavor. Yellow represents harmony. Um, so when CP, I, I said... He didn't he didn't ask me to change our colors. He didn't ask me. Right. But I knew exactly where he was coming from, because in that meeting, when I went to meet him, as he sat back and he thought and he listened to me, basically, he understood the premise of Soba. And it's about culture. It's about our industry. But ultimately, the underlying part is about us being unified. And so those colors to me, since the since the 60s have reigned very very important and purposeful you know in our community so you know i i couldn't i i I love it i think it's dope and there's a tagline that i couldn't get on there um i couldn't get to them it was coming out too thin so you can see it but um the tagline he added with the logo um what was it say ensuring i don't have it in front of me ensuring the community and the culture I believe something to that to that effect. But the brother, like he he did, he did an excellent job. Ensuring the community and the culture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So and, and that'll be you guys will see that on the page. But no, I, I have no regrets. I mean, I, I love the logo. I mean, when she first sent it to me, we went back and forth on the colors a little bit. But I know what she was going for. And when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, because I told her, look, I'm not I'm not creative. So, I mean, I'll let you handle that. I'm, I'm cool with whatever you come up with. But I have to say I was very pleased with what that brother came up with. So um, just joking about the price tag, because, you know, I agree that we need to pay people for what they're worth. And, you know, you you said, you know, this brother for over 20 years in that space. So he definitely earned every penny of, of what we've invested um, to get that logo. So I'm cool with that. We, we have been talking for um, almost an hour and we haven't even gotten to our topic yet. So what I think we could do, do you just want to do a quick recap or do you just want to do industry news? 
We could just um, do industry news and let it go. Okay. All right. But before you do that, I, I got to put something in the minds. I don't know about, I, I learned this as an adult. I saw this image as a kid because yes, when I was a kid, I had a Jerry curl and I know some of you all did too. You know what I mean? So look, really, really bro. What did you want? Oh, you almost made me spit my water out. Stop. I was cute. I was cute. I was cute with my little juice, but no, Stay Soft Fro and several other products used to have an image of it, of a black woman. And it was just a silhouette and she like had these braids. Shout out to anybody in the comments who know what I'm talking about. That image was called the proud lady. And it was an image that represented pride in being black. Right. I didn't realize that until I was an adult. But for me, I see our Soba logo. When you think of being an insurance agent, maybe somebody just starting out and if Soba is established, if you're able to co-brand and, and show yourself Soba certified in a sense, that logo can actually help you go a long way. That's where we're going um, with this. We want it to be a logo that our community respects uh, in general, a logo that's respected and people kind of know where you're coming from um, if and when they see that logo. I remember Erica asked about, <laughs> about whether or not we could have our sober logo on uh, business cards and things like that in, in a corporate setting. And I thought about it, hmm, maybe, but with those colors, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but anyway, we want it to be an image that we see multiple places and is very, very recognizable. Yeah, I, I've actually talked to the guys that do my website and I'm about to put the logo on my page as a community partner somewhere right. um, saying we support Sobo or we're part of so I haven't figured that out. But yeah, that, that's definitely going to be going on the core financial page um, here very shortly. So, you know, as we flesh this stuff out and you guys have, you know, your websites or your social media stuff and you want to share that as a member, we're definitely going to make that available. We're just trying to figure out the best way to do it. Right. So industry news. Um, I kind of I kind of covered my part. I, I was talking a little bit about um, misinformation in our community. And, you know, we always have this conversation about life insurance, about how it's more than just burial. And you right. know, a lot of people are turned off about it because that's all they know. But there's also um, a lot of agents that push an agenda that benefits them more than the client. Right. So. Right. You know, a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago, um, infinite banking um, became very popular. And for those of you who are not familiar with that, it's just um, a very big whole life policy that, you know, you can take the cash value and do other things with. Right. So that that's been the, the talk, you know, self banking, infinite banking. It goes by many different names, but all it is is a very heavily funded whole life policy. And I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it and, and some of the information is just not accurate because and I'm not beating anybody up because some people don't know. Right. Sometimes you just buy into a system because somebody sold it to you that way. And that's all, you know. Right. So this isn't a this isn't, you know, attacking anybody. But um, what, what I saw, you know, when with some of these videos I see on YouTube is in order to bolster their position, they have to knock down the competition. So, you know, they beat up on term, they beat up on IUL, they beat up on retirement accounts and 401ks and IRAs. And, um, you know, Shay and I were kind of talking about this and I was like, you know, we have to be very careful. We, we already do enough damage control 
in our industry because of things we've dealt with with legitimate carriers in the past, insurers in the past. Now we're having to put out fires because we as our own community are spreading misinformation that's becoming more harmful and making our jobs a little more difficult when you go into a house and they say, well, I saw a YouTube video and that guy said the term was junk, right. you know, but the reality of it is, and I don't want to harp on this too much because we're actually going to talk about this in debt in the show coming up. Um, if, if we're honest, most of us, if we're in our community and serving low income areas, most of our people can't afford infinite banking. Right. Like most people don't have a thousand dollars a month to put into a life insurance policy. And you and I know that there are people that have been sold whole life the wrong way as well with the promise of cash value. And I, I had to break many hearts and say, hey, Miss Jones, your ten thousand dollar life insurance policy is not going to get enough cash value to buy you that new car or take that trip or whatever. Right. And also, you have to understand if you take whatever is built up in there it decreases your death benefit. So, you know, just kind of seeing that misinformation making our job a little more difficult at times. You know, I just kind of wanted to touch on that as we go into industry news. Yep. In the article that I was reading, um, I referred to a little bit earlier, but when, when I was writing insurance, I was heavy on the IUL side, which if someone wanted to... Infinite banking, in my opinion, like you said, it's a term that could apply to either whole life policies. It could apply to an index universal life. It's basically paying for the cost of insurance and then overfunding the policy to the point that you're able to accumulate cash value based on some type of interest crediting uh, capabilities. With the IUL, because it's indexed, it means that... <clears throat> your gains can be based on gains of the market. It can reflect certain indexes connected to the stock market. And so one of the things I thought was really interesting, I saw um, it's called Actuarial Guideline 49. It was introduced by the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. Basically, it's going to restrict IUL illustration guidelines and that's going to have an impact on sales for individuals who have tried to illustrate these huge gains. You know, yeah. the market is doing so great. Um, this particular IUL doesn't have a cap on how much you can make. And the beauty, the beauty for me about an IUL is that you can put money into that policy over funding insurance. And the bottom line is you don't lose because your money is not actually in the market. So, I think about an IUL like the best of both worlds. It's safe because it is insurance, um, but it also has some level of increase. You can right. make money in it. Um, and so basically for one, the products that have the IUL who has uh, multipliers and enhancements cannot show an illustration that another carrier without those type products you know, they have to show similar illustrations. The other thing is, it says it also permits the IUL illustration crediting rate to be 50 basis points higher than the policy loan rate. So basically, you can't show people, oh, you can borrow your money at so much of a, I would say, a loan rate that really won't hurt, you know, your money at all. Because right. if you take a loan from your policy, it's a loan. Yeah. Um, and so you 
you know, have to pay for that. So instead of allowing people to show all these magical numbers and what you can do with a life insurance policy, they're putting some regulations on that. And um, the tax code that regulates life insurance, tax code 7702, which has been around since I want to say 1984, that's being challenged too. So do your homework. If if these words sound foreign to you and you're writing life insurance, you need to look up actuarial guideline 49 and make sure you look up the changes to the tax code 7702. Um, that tax code pretty much, it, it makes you, um, you have to put in a certain amount of money over um, the face value. So right. I'm sorry, or... Like, let me say it right. Let me say it right. Hold on. That's the article. That's okay. the article you were referring to that you're getting those that mm-hmm. numbers from. Okay. Yep. So basically, um, a provision included in the pandemic relief uh, bill that was from last year. Basically, it changes seventy seven zero two, and what happens is you can now actually accumulate more money with less face amount. So that could be a good thing. You can accumulate more money with less face amount because the rule used to say you had to have a certain kind of larger face amount in order to accumulate a certain amount of money. Right. So that's a good thing for our client who wants to accumulate money inside of an IUL. But what does that do for the agent? It also reduces the agent's commission. If that face value is lower, it's also going to reduce the fate. I'm sorry, the commission for that agent, unless the carriers end up changing the um, commission structure. So there are several things going on in terms of how these policies are having to change. And they're saying companies are kind of scrambling um, to make certain changes that need to be made before, you know, January 1st. So don't shy away from these terms. If you're out there writing insurance and you really don't understand the nuances of these type policies, I'm not saying you need to go and be an expert, but you at least need to understand what's going on um, before yeah. somebody leads you down the wrong path. No, and, and that makes sense. You know, IULs are one of those products that, you have to learn the proper way to structure them. If you do not, to Shay's point, over fund these policies, a lot of times they don't make sense. I mean, your death benefit, like she said, is gonna be there, but the growth comes from you over funding the policy on the cash value side. And I, we didn't get a chance to go over our, our past uh, lives for the the wealth and and excuse me the health and wealth, but um, I, I I encourage you guys to go back and watch the one from Rich, all of them, but definitely Rich for us in in the sales space um, because he kind of dove into this a little bit and Shay shared a video with me that he did three years ago, and he talked about that guys. He he did a video on how IULs work. I think he said two to three years ago, and that video has bought him a quarter of a million dollars in sales. In over thirty thousand views. I know we're about to end, but let me say this: I had a client who is a um, retired NFL player, mm-hmm. and um, the brother has some concussion issues, right? So his wife mainly handled everything, but this man was so upset 
about finding out that the previous agent sold him an IUL and it was a wild illustration. It was yeah. all types of wrong and really just took this brother's money and he he was looking for him with a weapon. You know what I mean? So it's no joke. It's one thing to say we need to do people right, but it's a whole other thing to say don't play with people's money. You know, know know what you're doing and do the right thing because you never know how that's going to come back on you. No, and and just one quick point to that. We used to see that a lot when it came to annuities, right? Um, Over-exaggerated illustrations, you know, the market could do this or your money could double in 10 years or whatever. And Unfortunately, a lot of times you were dealing with seniors that really didn't understand how the numbers worked and they would give away their retirement or savings locked up behind this 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 wall for 10 to 15 years, depending on the product. Right. And then suitability really came down on how we sold those products. So we've seen this before. And, and what I've seen is a lot of people that were in that annuity arena mm-hmm. pivoted over to the IUL because that was the next next best thing when it came to rolling over funds and things like that. So, right. you know, it's very important to keep up on industry trends. Right. And I'm glad we were able to, to have this conversation tonight and give you guys some industry news. So we have actually surpassed one hour. <laughs> um, you know, great show, Shay, great conversation. Great new um, stuff. I love the logo, of course. Yeah. Love the video. That's awesome. Always a great conversation. Got a lot of new stuff coming down the pike. You guys are just seeing, you know, the, the surface of it. Uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you, Erica, um, Armida, Montoya. Some other people chimed in. I couldn't see who you were. So, you know, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, we will be live again next week, God willing. Um, Daryl's recuperating, so we're going to have a conversation about dominating our space as black individuals. Uh, that's not the official title, but what we'll figure that out but you know until then we will see you guys next week thanks for joining us and i'll talk to you soon bye